Hey everyone, it's Rob. How's everybody doing today? Um, today, I'm... I don't know what feeling word I could use today. Um, maybe at peace is a feeling word I could use today. I had therapy yesterday and of course I'm opening up a lot more about my family and uh, how much that has bothered me and uh, but I've also recognized that I'm in a place today where I mean I really feel a lot better about myself um, you know I, and, I, and I still want to put it out there I, I love my family I really do um, we're all very different that's for sure so I don't mean no ill feelings toward any of them but when I'm not around them or they're not in my life or I'm in the, not in their life it's kind of like I can be me I don't have to worry about what my sister's gonna say what my dad's gonna say you know because most of the time I know what he says he, you know says he's proud of me but then there are moments that I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm doing but yet I'm almost 45 years old and I've made it this far so you know and that's part of and like I said one of the reasons why I talk about this or will be talking about this is because for those of you that are listening you know yes it's family and what they say does matter but does it really matter at the end of the day does it really matter because I'm learning to you know really be okay with who I am and love myself um, of course right now we're going through this coronavirus that so we're all on kind of lockdown into the home and I'm raring to get up and get out um, but I'm staying at home you know I want to make sure I don't I don't want to get sick or get anybody else sick and then put it that way as well so so yeah, my family's been a lot on my mind lately. I'm, I'm dreaming about my mom again, um, having those terrible nightmares. And once again, in, in the dreams, I mean, we're fussing and everything. And um, you know, I admitted yesterday, my mom. I, I mean, I, I give her credit. I, I, I know she loved me, but did she love me enough? And when I say love me enough, was it enough for me or what? I don't know. But, um, anywho. So what are you doing? Today's Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. We're three months into 2020 and this has been a crazy year already. Um, what are you doing different? What would you like to do differently? Um, you know, I'm watching the news, but then I'm trying not to watch it because I don't want to get in my head. So I'm getting caught up on some Netflix and Hulu and things I hadn't done in a while. And I think I'm rested up very well. That's why I'm ready to get out of the house and go do something. And um, But I need to take this time and enjoy it. Um, 
what are some of the things that has hurt you in the past? You know, I think about my past a lot and I try to remember the good times. Um, but things that I remember, I mean, I've always been picked on all my life, whether it's been someone from school, my cousins picking on me, even my dad picking on me as when I was a little kid, making fun of me. And, you know, and, and I will argue till the day that I died that children, we do absorb a lot of things. Uh, we learn from our role models. Um, you know, if we, if, if the things that we know now about children, knowing that we absorb things, like we do, um, if we had knew it back in the 70s and early 80s, would my dad and my mom had been different? I wonder. Um, you know, because my, my dad, as, as I was saying yesterday, and it's kind of, so when I look at my brother and sister, I, in my eyes, my memory, my mom helped them out a lot. Their homework. Seems like she talked to them a lot more. But I only felt like the only time I was babied was when nobody else was around. And I kind of got into, you know, later on in life as an adult, my friends were that way. Um, you know, there's there's someone, uh, my, my drag mother, my drag family, I've always felt that way. I was never given attention unless I was by myself and of course me I always I grew up begging for attention um, that may be why I did lie so much you know but then again did I lie because I was told I was a liar so I lied anyways um, who knows you know that that's why when I deal with the stories in my head of uh, me being molested and that whole scenario of uh, that vision, because I was told I was a liar all my life, I felt like I made that up too. Um, you know, and, and I could say that no, I didn't make that up. I finally had enough courage. Being in recovery has taught me to face my fears and part of my fears was facing was you know speaking out on what I feel and, and what I remember and talk about it because yes I could be wrong um, but in this situation with my molestation um, I, I finally asked my sister and talked to my cousin about it and they remembered some things about that time frame in our life and so things started clicking things started adding up together um, I also you know was in school the last class I took was child and um, adolescent psychology and when he got to talking about uh, sexual abuse um, for a male minor a lot of that rang true to me um, a lot of symptoms, a lot of behavior. So it just kind of freaked me out because at that point in my life, I wasn't really ready to 
think that this was true. Um, but apparently it is true. And, uh, and I want to be able to speak up on it more about it um, to let others know it's okay. We, we can survive this. We can get past it. And, um, oh, and that was so funny. I just watched a pine cone fall out of a tree. But, um, so it's, it's hard because I've never, I mean, especially knowing now that I'm saying this on a public forum, being recorded, and once I let this out, it's, it's out there. I've talked to my sister and my cousin about it. Um, you know, I've told them the truth about a lot of stuff and a lot of sexual behavior that I endured as a five, six, seven, eight-year-old. Um, and like I said before, everything is a learned behavior. Um, so now all of this makes sense. You know, it does make sense. For many years, I purposely would not be around children. I'd always make the comment that, ooh, I hate children. And Well, a lot of that was my fear. It was my fear of, for many years, thinking of the visual that I thought of when I was being molested, I thought I was a monster. And if I could dream, quote unquote, dream of something like that happening to me, then could I be trusted around kids? So I purposely stayed away because I never wanted to take that chance. I never wanted to put myself in a position where I could hurt another child. Because um, remember, I mean, it, growing up, I've always hurt one way or another. And when I hurt, I close up and I stay to myself and that's what I tend to do a lot. But, so, so now I've realized that, no, I'm not a monster. And it's not that I really hate kids, because I don't. I don't want any. <laughs> you know, I like, I'm too selfish. I like my peace and quiet. But um, I'm not a monster. This was done to me. I had no control over it. And now that it's on recording, I'm taking a chance for my father to find out about it. My mother's no longer with us. So I've kind of talked to her in the past about it and it was kind of, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, um, but we never dug into it. And um, I did find out my mom had talked to my sister about it before. So um, there's possible belief that she believed that it really did happen. But once again, I grew up being called a liar that everything that came out of my mouth was a lie. Um, that's the way I was treated. So, you know, when you tell someone how worthless they are, how useless they are, how much of a loser, and they'll never amount to anything, and that they're always lying, you start believing in that yourself. Um, because God knows I've done that for many years. You know, the one man and the one woman that is not supposed to hurt me were hurting me by verbally telling me these things. 
Um, so that's that's been the hard part in my recovery is learning how to take those things and turning it around and knowing that I am a good person. Um, because deep down inside, I really am a good person. I might be a little conceited, but you know, I spent many years putting myself down. I, I think I deserve to sing the high praise for myself. But as far as being molested, you know, things happen for a reason. Part of me wants to find the guy. Um, so it could be either one or two stories. It was either, and this was after talking with my sister and my cousin, that either it was a girl that kept us in high school and it was her boyfriend, um, or it was someone that was involved with my aunt. Um, that particular aunt is still alive. She has nothing to do with the family. Um, well, better yet, the family has nothing to do with her. Um, you know, my whole family, if someone showed a little cray-cray, the rest of the family would shun you out and disown you. And basically, that's what my family has done. And they kind of do that to me. Um, because I don't think on their level, so therefore, they have nothing to do with me. And uh, that's what they've done to my aunt. Um, so, you know, it hurts. It hurts to know that your family would cut you off and cut you out like that. And that a lot of the reasons why we are the way we are today is because of that very action. The very fact that your own blood family will shun you out. Um, so... So yeah, those are some of my thoughts. I'm just going to have to go. I've got um, some work I need to do. I'm just going to do a conference call. But I'm glad you listened today. And um, I took this opportunity. I just I just wanted to share what was on my chest and what's on my thoughts. And um, and I'm, I'm going to be okay. And so are you. We're going to make it through all of this craziness with the coronavirus. And... Um, but I encourage you to open up. Talk about it. Remember, your story is your story. Nobody has to believe it. If you believe it, that's all that matters. If it's your story, your experience, you speak up on it. If someone ever doubts you, don't listen to them. They're not inside your brain. They're, they don't have your eyes. You saw these things. You felt these things. Don't hold them inside. Because when you hold them inside, it, it tears you up. And, and I'm tired of being torn up. I'm ready to live and enjoy life and be really super duper happy again. And I'm on my way there. So until next time, smile.